Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. Become a patron today at patreon.com forward slash into the portal. Welcome back into the portal. I'm Amber Gray. And I'm Andrew McKay. We're back with Bill Friday. Yeah, stoked to be back for this one. This movie was great. This week, death is only the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. Just fantastic. Yes, we love it. So we are actually covering the spellbinding 80s horror comedy the reanimator. Is it is it classified as a ha- horror comedy? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I, got I mean, that, from that, that totally makes sense. I mean, when you watch it, you're just thinking like, yeah, that's the '80s, man. Like that's the '80s. <laughs> but I guess it is. It definitely was. I mean, we laughed. We had oh, some we serious had, like, like serious like out bursting out like just can't even hold it in. It was yeah. so entertaining. <laughs> totally. I'm excited to talk about it. Before we do though, I just wanted to mention um, our Patreon episodes that we just released. Um, so I hope the patrons are enjoying those. We had two, and I quite frankly think they're the coolest that we've released so far. They really were. We had um, so much fun putting them together. Really did. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the mini-sode was on the mystery of Wrangell Island, this this mysterious Nordic island where there was the last refuge of Meg- woolly uh, mammoths, mm-hmm. megafauna. Absolutely bizarre and a whole bunch of other weird stuff. It'll wrangle your attention. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> bad. That's so bad. Where's my... We need Uncle Jerry in the background here. Do-do. He has this little whistle laugh like... Oh, your Uncle Jerry? Yeah. <laughs> That's a Jerry joke right there, big time. And then the full-length Patreon episode, it was so... I'm so glad we found that story. The mystery of the Menahune. Yeah. Um, the Where did we even find that, anyway? I think I, I stumbled even... across it on maybe, like, an Ancient Origins blog or something like that. I don't even know. Just oh, somewhere online. Okay. Found some other sources, but man, is that a cool legend and maybe based in truth, some little peoples of ancient Hawaii. So mm-hmm. head on over to Patreon and check those out. Um, check out what we have to offer, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. go do it. Definitely. All right, let's let's get into this 1980s movie. <laughs> All right, so this one was actually released in 1985. It was directed by Stuart Gordon. Woohoo! Yeah, Gordon. Cool. Anyways, but it is an imaginative take on H.P. Lovecraft's short story called Herbert West, The Reanimator. Right. It was actually originally published as a serial. Cool. And this was in really? a, the Indie Mag Homebrew, published in 1922. Nice. I know, and you're like, because we're both homebrewers, and so we're like looking at that like, uh, Yeah, I'm like, I'm brew. staring at the screen right now, I'm like, what? That already exists. <laughs> but it's not, <laughs> it's not what we're thinking. Aww. It was actually one of um, H.P. Lovecraft's friends, supposedly. Oh, okay. And he was doing, just doing this as an indie project. Right. And so, yeah. So this was early, would this have been early Lovecraft? 
I can't answer that. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Or mid, I guess head. it doesn't really matter because it is just HP, which is just all so dark. And it's actually amazing. really sad that I don't know that because off the top of my head now, I don't even know when Necronomicon came out. Oh, well, that would have been late because that was the anthology. So that True. would have been much later. True. In his days. It's sitting. But uh, is it there. here? No, Actually, we don't no, have Necronomicon. Highly recommend it. <laughs> As we both look over the book. We're looking at the <laughs> This is an audio uh, show and we're just uh, <laughs> looking anyway. We're silly. But yeah, no, definitely a really cool story. I was surprised when I saw it was an HP Lovecraft story. Like, we, we were talking about this movie all week and I just, I glossed over that. Very cool. Well, that's it. Yeah, well, like, we only watched this last night and uh, I... I did know that before when it was recommended. This came from Heath. Heath Ro- Robery, I believe. Mm, okay. Yeah. Shoot. I actually forgot to put that in our notes, but I believe it was him. I can go back to our uh, planning ahead doc here. Yeah. <laughs> Give me so, a sec. But yeah. what? Right off the bat, what were your impressions of this movie? Wow. Um, this movie... This movie slapped me in the face with, like, just the best cheesy gore ever. Like, you're just, like, for because I'm a fan of, uh, you know, I love, like, that original The Thing. Just 1980s, 1970s and 1980s horror sci-fis are just the best. They're it's, my favorite type of movie. It's just so bad, it's good. It's so bad, it's good. It's meant to be that way. And it's a, it's just a time I wish I could, I wish we could go back to sometimes. I guess you can with film. But, uh, no, yeah. it, it was... Um, yeah, it was, uh, and it gets into it right away. Everybody that listens to these knows that I like that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, give me some action early on and I'll be into it. Exactly. And uh, it does that for sure. And then you get that awesome sequencing. So you get the initial scene that's at the Swiss Institute. And all you see is, like, basically some dude's head explode. <laughs> and it's like, his eyes are like these tomatoes that just go, like, and just, like, splatter everywhere all over the nurse. And she's like, it's like yeah. Helga or something. The yeah, first. so funny. <laughs> it was so good. But then the final moments before we get into the like title sequence is just Herbert West's face. And he's like, the dosage was too much. And then that last little line there where he's like, I gave him life. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of brings into um, a little bit of a question for me, actually, because I'm assuming that that was his sort of like associate professor slash like this was some sort of like um, student like, you know, like, teacher-prodigy type relationship. And it's like, wait a second, how did he die? Right, so that was supposed to be, like, this guy, I believe it was Hans Gruber. Uh, Dr. Gruber. Dr. Gruber. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm mistaking the Hans. But anyway, Dr. Gruber, and, yeah, obviously, this uh, Mr. Herbert West, which is just the coolest name for this character. It fits so well. It's great. You don't really think it's creepy when you read it or look at it, but it just, this the actor they chose, it's just perfect, right? It's very Lovecraftian. Um, uh, The actual actor's name is Jeffrey Coombs, Mm -hmm. and... And at a, um, what does that remind you of? Coombs, Combs, I don't actually know. It reminds me, does that remind Tombs. you of anything? Well, yeah, from? From X-Files. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> yes. Well, duh, yeah, for us, or X-Files fans, but anyway. And that was an cre- episode with a very creepy individual, so anyway. That was creepy, he like stretched himself. Yeah. But anyways, that's not a little off topic there. <laughs> not really. I, I, going back Coombs. to Dr. Gruber, though, like how amazing was that? The guy who played him was actually Al Berry. Good on you, Al. We really appreciated your contribution there. As, <laughs> uh, as brief as it was. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> that must have taken, I mean, yeah, like the makeup effects are, it's pretty impressive even for the 80s, right? Like you're like, man, that would have taken a long time. But they definitely start off the movie with, without the, 
comedy, unless you consider that gore the comedy with the bald because it explodes all over the nurse who's like Dr. Gruba, Dr. Gruba, banging laughing. on the door. I'm sorry, I was we laughing. were laughing, but <laughs> but they did start it with the people rushing down the hallway of the hospital or the research lab, trying to like you know obviously stop something terrible from happening. So you're given that. You're on edge feeling it right off the bat. Oh, yeah, because you get, like, the, the long haul shot. It's such a classic shot. You mm-hmm. get, like... The yeah, sterile you get, hospital. Exactly. And you see, like, the attendants behind the main dude who's maybe the dean. He's maybe the head surgeon. I don't even know what's going on in this scene yet. <laughs> and you just see them. They're just, like, briskly walking towards the camera. Yeah. And then you just see the nurse pacing back and forth, and something is evidently wrong. Right. And then all you hear is just... I don't even know, like some sort of chaos going on on the other side. And it's just like... and wailing and not good stuff. To say the least, it was a very effective opening. So essentially, like, let's just, let's just touch on the title of this movie for a second, right? The okay. Reanimator. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this movie is almost kind of like a modern version, if you will, of almost like a Frankenstein type of... Yes. Type of, uh, pl- not, I don't want to say plot line, but, uh influence or something like that right like uh, you know i had a note here at the very end that i want to get into with the very last scene and how that last scene is actually a homage to frankenstein but i'm gonna save ah, that for the very end okay yeah i really really liked the name reanimator they simplified it right because the Uh original short story was named herbert west herbert west sorry the reanimator (laughs) herbert yeah i keep wanting to make the silent (laughs) h sound Sorry. Herbert West reanimate. Herbert. Yeah. But like right off the bat, like, okay, let's get into some evaluations of characters here. Sure. Because, okay, we're not introduced to Herbert. Well, we are introduced to him in the first scene, but we don't even really know how he's going to play into the ultimate uh, plot of this movie. Mm-hmm. But then right after the title sequence and everything, we get the scene with Dan, right? So Dan is basically the antithesis of Herbert West in a lot of ways, kind of how I figured him. Oh, definitely. He's very all-American, very wholesome, very innocent, very, you know, like he's got like, he's got the white sneakers on and the, exactly, the hardworking American boy who's in medical school. Yeah. Paying his way through medical school and has to take a roommate because he can't afford his place. Exactly. So you get that right away. He's obviously not really well off. So he's not like a privileged member of society. Yet he's dating the dean's daughter. He's sucking (laughs) up to the dean and dating his daughter, I guess. But the dean likes him Mm -hmm. at this point anyway. Because he needs that scholarship. So that's kind of another one of the little plot hinges there. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did you think of Dan? Well, I, it's, it's funny. I didn't really realize until halfway through the movie, I was like, hey, I know that guy. I was like, I see. Yeah. I recognize that actor from way later on in, in films and TV. I think he's been in. Mm-hmm. But I thought he was a likable enough character. Like, I, you were, you didn't want Dan to get uh, his were, head bashed in or anything like that. You definitely were on his side because he plays, like, the typical character that kind of stumbles into the situation. Yeah. So it's always this thing where, um, essentially, yeah, he's kind of dealing with the high strangeness that is his new roommate. Right. <laughs> that he just takes because he needs to, right? I suppose that in and of itself is just, like, comedy gold, really. Like, what, what? how many sitcoms have been based off of that premise right there? The roommate. Exactly. And it's, what it's very happens? Close. Oh, and then on, on the flip side of that... Another classic sort of thing is the whole interplay between Dan and the girlfriend slash love interest and how the father factors into that. It's sort of this awkward, not a love triangle, but just an awkward sort of configuration that definitely plays into how the plot sort of unravels, so to speak. If you're talking a love triangle, it actually is kind of a love square. It's kind of a love square. Got a Fleetwood Mac situation. (laughs) 
right. If anybody gets that reference, It's almost just painfully classic, though, and it's one of those things that about a movie from the 80s that you just have to accept and roll with, and you're just like, I'm just going to appreciate it for what it is, because that's what you're going to get. Yep. But I really, really loved, let me just say, I really loved how... I loved how H.P. Lovecraft just inserted that really extended makeout scene <laughs> in the beginning. Right, yeah. And when I turned to you, I was like, oh, he definitely wrote that in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're but, in bed. But to their credit, though, for uh, because they had to put that in because it's an 80s movie, mm-hmm. they, they actually did the transition really well, where there was, like, the scene where he was... Uh, yeah, oh, he was like trying to make out he with her. Like, yeah, it was like a joke where she was saying no, 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 and then and it trend, like, and then that quick and yes, 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 or whatever. <laughs> um, so that was kind of funny. That was really funny. But I actually uh, they, they did a good job. And, but then that scene kind of dragged out a little with a, a little too much dialogue. Like, oh god, are you gonna go, sweetie? I don't know. I'm gonna. It's like okay, that was maybe four minutes too long. But yeah, for that's Andrew. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but honey, it was inconsequential honey, to everything. You have to watch her put her clothes back on. <laughs> well, there's a lot of tits in this movie. There was a fair amount of tits. There wasn't a lot. Well, of actually, tits. well, comparatively to other films, obviously, I guess the movies that we've been watching for Film Fridays, this is the first, so it seems like a lot. Or is Maybe. it the first? No, no, no. It's not the first. We had a tit in the witch. <laughs> yeah, but not a good one. We had though. one tit. Yeah, but not an it. enjoyable scene. I know. For me. Or for you? How much did you enjoy the scene where <laughs> the headless body of Dr. Hill's just groping her on the table? Like, what the hell? Well, like, we got to get to that. We'll talk. Okay. We got to get to that. Do you want to just dive into that? Because I feel like he is the ultimate enigma of this movie. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Before we get into that, let, let's give a little bit more development okay, okay, through, yeah, right, through right, the story. Right. Okay. So essentially, like, Herbert West. So it's it's so cool, right? Like, obviously, we expect that you guys have watched the movie. But, like, so Herbert West shows up. And the first, the first casualty is the cat, Dan's cat, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, um, Meg freaks. She's got like a sixth sense, like she kind of knows. Except I think she's got it wrong about West. He's not the sociopath he's made out to be at the beginning of the movie. No, right? actually, yeah, um, I feel like he comes out one of the most level-headed in the end. And he, he's, like he's just very determined and very. Um, he's got his convictions, and he wants to accomplish and, his goal. And, but he does like Dan. Like mm-hmm. he ends up killing Mr. Hill. Well, because he's stealing his work, but then he's like, he was going to kill you. Mm-hmm. I remember that. It's like, <laughs> well, all right. Maybe that's a little psychopathic tendency. I don't know. But anyway, he seemed like an okay guy. But okay, so they're living together. And he hacks off his head with a shovel. Yeah, Dr. Hill. Yeah, yeah, but he had it coming big time. He though. actually really did. So he, he goes to the school. Basically, he's kicked out, like, what, day three? Like, he basically moves in with Dan. Immediately, they are doing, he's doing these weird experiments, and Meg, of course, stumbles right into the basement and sees it. Yeah. And then, of course, literally, like, in, it seems like with almost, like, 24 hours, like, Dan's out of school. And then all this is happening to them so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Was he actually kicked out or, like... He was, like, suspended like or lost his scholarship or something. He, like, he never, he never had the scholarship. They were going to help him get the scholarship was kind of the they said They said, he's like, oh, uh, your student loan's been revoked, is what he said. So he didn't have any money. So he was done. Oh, and it's all because it all comes down to Dr. Hill. He is the linchpin of all of this. Right. And for kind of a confusing reason, you kind of wonder, the reason I called him the ultimate enigma of this movie is because he really comes across, you get, you can't go into this movie with any expectations because they all get reversed by the end of it. You get Herbert West coming out as like the honestly, like, like almost like a hero yep. in a way. And then you get Herbert uh, sorry, not Herbert West, sorry, you get Dr. Hill reverting from someone that seems like a very um, 
like, you know, just a very level-headed, traditional professor with these sort of antiquated ideas about death and, like, brain death in particular being, mm-hmm. like, within 6 to 12 minutes. Right. So he seems like a very level-headed person that's kind of just At of the first, status quo, yeah. very conventional. For sure. And then by the end of it, he is the most effed up person that of this shit. whole movie. Yeah, and big time. But I there's just, parts about him that we don't even figure out either. Right? Like, like he's what got about this his weird hypnotic? Mind, yeah. He's hypnotizing peeps he's everywhere. He's got mind control. It's crazy. What's going on? And there are so many times in this movie where you get that shot. It's almost like, what is that, Andrew? It's like a fish, fish eye shot. It's mm-hmm. like where you get it. It's yep. almost like looking through a glass yep. where it like magnifies his totally. face almost. And yeah. where it's like this very hypnotic, like he's putting you to sleep mm-hmm. and he's talking like this. Yeah. And you're like... How? Like, he manages to control Dean Halsey. Yeah. He manages to control Herbert West for a certain amount of time. A few seconds, anyway. Exactly, until he kind of comes to. Mm -hmm. And you just get this all over. It's like, what is going on with this guy? Is he, like, the ultimate master manipulator? Well, he he had a connection to Dr. Gruber in Switzerland, right? Because when West shows up and uh, the dean introduces him and says, oh, he was working for Dr. Gruber, he's from Europe, and now he's here... Uh, the look on Dr. Hill's face is just like, because he knew him and right. And then he, and that's when West was claiming throughout the whole movie, like you stole Gruber's work. You should have stolen more because you're an idiot. You can't even do the, you can't even carry out the shit you stole. I actually missed that. I didn't know he was referring to the Gruber, like the professor he killed. Exactly. I thought it was a different guy. Same Uh. guy. So he of course hates West, Herbert West. And I love that scene where um, it's the first class and uh, Dan and there's whatever, six other students and they're all sitting on the stools and Dr. Hill is, you know, taking apart the back of a skull. Right. And uh, he starts saying things that West doesn't agree with. He knows they're not true. And he snaps a pencil every time... He says something. He goes a little too far. The mm-hmm. breaking point, if you will. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's right? a really awesome visual representation. And, uh, yeah. So right there, you know, it's like, uh-uh, yeah, this is going to be a war between these two dudes pretty yep. pretty quick here in this movie. And, of course, it is, and it's fantastic. It's great. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it escalates very, very quickly, obviously, because Dan gets roped into this, and then they end up down in the freezer with all the corpses <laughs> trying to get a corpse because... They reanimate the cat, and Dan has to believe it because he's like, "Holy crap, this cat was dead and like very dead." Because he mm-hmm. hit it with a baseball bat, and <laughs> then and, so and whipped it against the wall. And, like, <laughs> You're just that was honestly one of my fucking favorite scenes. <laughs> We're putting the explicit on this. Episode. Oh yeah. Okay. Do not listen to this with your kids. Yeah, no. <laughs> Please no. don't. And don't, don't even... watch this movie with exactly. your kids Exactly. Do not. You are re- you're a responsible parent if you do that. But anyways, I, like really, seriously but... though, that was <laughs> I was dying in that scene. Because at first, you get the commotion coming from upstairs. He's in the hall. He hears it coming from the basement. Mm-hmm. Goes down. Dan goes down. And then all you see is... <laughs> you see West was like going crazy in the basement with this stuffed cat. It's like so obviously. It's like a fake sewn. Cat. It's like sewn onto yeah. his jacket. Yeah. And then you see, you see my dad just like hurls it. It's just a stuffed animal hitting the wall. It's so funny. It's pretty. It uh, is so good. It literally looks like yeah. It looks like he's thrown like a beanie baby against the wall. Like so obviously <laughs> yeah. a stuffed animal that weighs like an eighth of what a cat would weigh, and then like a, a balloon that pops on the wall with like fake blood in it. <laughs> It might even be like a half second delay <laughs> between the impact and the blood. The whole 
the thing with the cat in this whole movie was so entertaining. Even the very first scene, like the makeout slash bed scene, yeah. where it's so obvious that an assistant cameraman is throwing the cat onto them. They're like, oh, Fluffy, Salmon, I can't remember the name of the cat, but oh, you just keep wanting to jump on us. It's like, no, the cat does not want to be The cat's near. landing like ass first on them. It's like, <laughs> cats don't jump in 180s and land on top of you. Like, that's not a thing. But. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, the production quality just... Mm-hmm. But yeah. that scene in the morgue, to go back to that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, they, yeah, so the cat's the first, and then they, Dan's roped in, so West is, like, fully into these experiments, and we get a glimpse of what he's using when the cat goes down, right? He's got these basically, like, Hulk glowing neon vial of green. It's like nuclear, ooze. man. Mm-hmm. So a little different than Frankenstein and using some uh, lightning and electricity and stuff like that. I suppose it's uh, different eras, right? Mm-hmm. Chemical versus... Uh, when it was uh, the 17th, oh, 1700s, yeah. it was like, wow, amazing electricity, right? Mm-hmm. But um, so if Dan's roped in, they need a real, they need something real if they're going to try to prove this, right? Exactly. So they're down into the morgue and the the security guard, honestly, like there's probably a <laughs> lot. Character. There's a lot. If, honestly, yeah, totally. There's <laughs> definitely some embedded stereotypes in there that like aren't cool and yeah. it's an 80s movie. Yeah. Uh, so you can kind of expect that. But uh, when you look past that, the security guard is so funny. And uh, so they, uh, they reanimate a corpse. My Several. favorite scene. My favorite oh, scene, though. The Wait, first, no, the, only... the first one they reanimate. Right. Okay. Um, so the and he ends up. Why would you pick? Like they're going through them, right? And they're like, oh no, this gun, like, like a shotgun victim can't do that because he's got no head or whatever, right? <laughs> but they end up picking this one guy. But he's like this huge dude. He's like an NFL linebacker. It's like, why would you? Wait, I don't know. Like, pick a better body to do, right? Yeah, like to, this to, guy could take to, out anyone. So they inject the green stuff, and then. And then the dean shows up. <laughs> dean Holsey. <laughs> the dean shows up and ends up getting basically mauled to death. Yeah, and he's under hypnotic trance, right? Because uh-huh. Dr. Hill told him he basically right. implants this sort of seed of like, your daughter is at stake here. Everything that you love is at stake. You need to go get rid of Dan and, and, and what's Ooh, his name? Dan. Exactly. So yeah. now he's on a mission. But yeah, that was such a great scene. Okay. Side note here, when I was looking into, um, I was just on imdb.com, just looking up the specifics for, like, the cast and everything, and then I started scrolling down the cast members, and you get things like, all the, like, dead reanimated character names are, like, slit wrist girl corpse, <laughs> failed operation corpse, <laughs> bolt wound to the face corpse. Nice. I was just like, that's put an that, actual character Put that name. on your acting resume, right? I mean, you gotta, so you gotta build it up But then I'm somehow. looking for the security guard, and he's not even listed. What? I know. I was really choked. That's odd. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm sure we could find that out, though. I actually recognize that guy from other movies. Like, I'm Did sure you? he's, really? oh yeah, oh, okay. like he's, I'm sure he's been the same character in a bunch of 80s movies or something. But, you know, the, the best part, he was the best part about that scene. So, like, th- there's all this chaos. The Dean ends up getting uh, mauled to death. They reanimate him right away, and Dan doesn't want to, but Herbert West is like, he's a, he's the freshest we're going to get. Mm-hmm. we got to do it now. Plus, it's the Meg's dad. you got to yeah, exactly. save him, basically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They do it. <laughs> Might have been a little Yeesh. too late mm-hmm. because the Dean ain't right. Oh. And, uh, and they no end one's up, right after the, the injection. It's, yeah. it's all just craziness. Yeah. Oh, but even before that, Herbert West grabs the the tool, the big bone saw, and mm. he jams it through the torso of the first corpse they reanimate to right. like stop it. Which is interesting because it doesn't they, go for the brain. No, because they inject it into the head. But that 
finish ends up killing you it. You think you have to like like somehow sever the spine? Yeah, or something. well maybe he yeah maybe he could have in that if Actually, he went straight maybe. through the back, right? But he would have just had his legs not work, not his whole brain. Hmm. Anyway, but then the whole thing. But then with the, the security but, yeah, guard, he yeah. comes in and he's just like, and West is explaining what happened. He's like, oh well, oh that's a corpse. Yeah, that's a corpse <laughs> there, and uh, oh that's Dean Holsey. Uh, he came in here. He was a madman. It's just like, <laughs> he's got these big glasses on. And he just, it's priceless. It's, it's so priceless. Good. That's like my favorite scene in the whole But movie. even better is later on when they have like the final showdown with Dr. Hill and all the reanimated corpses. Mm. And then you get the same security guy coming down the elevator, walking down the hall. And then he hears this commotion. <laughs> what gets thrown at the wall? It's like someone's head gets thrown at the yeah. wall. Yeah. And then he just like looks at it like... Yeah, that that's what gives, that's what gives like, it away. There's like all this commotion beforehand and then a, a, a severed head has to go smashing <laughs> against the wall for you to be like, oh, maybe I should check this out. But <laughs> he uh, pauses and he doesn't even run after that. No, well, I mean, I don't know if I'd be running either. I'd be like... Uh, I would be. I would be. Oh, I'd be Are running you away. Me? You mean running away? Yeah. Yeah, like he goes elevator. in, but even to go in, he's moseying in there. He's like, well, I might have checked this out over here, you know? So... <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so then from there, we kind of get this whole devolution of Dr. Hill's character, right. which is intriguing. And you, the turning point for him is actually when he goes about to do his experimental surgery on Dean Halsey. And he actually gives him a frontal lobotomy. <clears throat> but at the same time, he recognizes the fact that he is dead. Yes, <laughs> like, very so dead. So dead. And then he has this glint in his eye and he like, he finally figures it out. So of course he goes to see Herbert West. Yes. And basically tells Herbert West he is going to take credit for his accomplishment. Tries to hypnotize him. Exactly. And he's like, you are going to give me your notebooks. You are going to do this. And then he doesn't leave, which is weird. He ends up sticking around and they're like in his little basement laboratory. And then that's when you get Herbert West, uh, the, the yeah, the tables turn, and he kind of comes to his senses, hacks off his head, and then immediately reanimates it. Like, what is up with that? What do you think he's trying to accomplish? I think he it was out of spite, hundred oh, percent. Yeah, or he just wants to. I or think he just it was wanted more to see what a severed curiosity. head would be. Actually, yeah, he because did, he, he asked right. him. He's like, "What are you thinking? What are you feeling?" Like he's yeah. still in scientific mode. Right, right, and he's like immediate, and he's stoked because immediately Doctor Hill's severed head is like you bastard and then he his body West. starts walking West. up behind him <laughs> so that's a whole different element here now that we're getting there's weird telepathic communication between the cells of the memory stored in the cells of the body relating to the function of the dead brain that still seems to be able to convey information that's been mm-hmm. stored in that tissue if mm-hmm. you will because we're kind of going off the same basis of and again go watch the thing it came out in the 80s mm-hmm. of uh uh memory stored in dna right essentially exactly. because otherwise how would you be able to Taking control on the identity and the persona of the thing that you're uh, mimicking essentially right. because you have their tissues exactly yeah. No, I really, really thought that was interesting how it almost reminded me of like the same or a similar idea to like Phantom Corpse. Yeah. Or sorry, sorry, not Phantom Corpse. Phantom oh, Limb. Oh, fa- Phantom Limb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phantom Limb. <laughs> Phantom Corpse. Phantom something. Corpse. <laughs> <laughs> he chopped his whole body off. He just it was just a dick in the just end. Just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he just held his dick, chopped his whole body off. Imagine that. <laughs> I love Planet of Corpse. Yeah, we should watch that. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, where was I going with that? Uh, oh, okay. So he, yeah, the idea that 
<laughs> oh shoot, what was I saying? <laughs> it was sorry, something to do I... with phantom limb, right? And so right. the idea that this is recently severed, so therefore maybe he still feels like he has the, you know what I mean? Like where you feel like you have something, maybe he actually, you know, I don't know. I'm re- really not explaining that well, but you know what I mean? Where it's like you people that experience phantom limb feel like they still have their arm, right? And so they still the... feel like they're moving it. They well, still that, feel the pain well, and they that, still feel everything that else. That happens in this movie where there's just a hand or just an arm too. Like yeah. it's not just a not a full because that that's one thing too to like grip like to grip like a hand from the Adams family or to actually like walk one step after another, move your arm, move your hand. You know what I mean? Like this, you know, the function of closing a fist versus all those functions. You know what I'm trying to say? Like because I'm agreeing with what you're saying. Like I feel like there could be some we- like yeah some sort of a connection that's similar to a phantom limb where it's like, like psychic connection yeah like mm-hmm. you yeah like you can you can you can feel it and it's because of something like you can like the so hit the severed and head no, it's because it was there like literally right. just before exactly well exactly <laughs> yeah. but also because of something that's still keeping that connection right like some sort of whatever i don't know what what mm-hmm. to call it it's it's the dark matter it's things being transmitted things we can't the see dark matter yeah. exactly yeah for sure now I just sound like I'm wearing a tinfoil hat. Put it on. <laughs> pop it on there. It's already I don't even think we have tinfoil. You can use some parchment paper. No, I have a little bit of tinfoil. Okay, well, yeah. It's just for me, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. All so right. we got into the scene where, essentially, yeah, Hill's head was hacked off by Herbert West. Mm-hmm. They have the confrontation. doesn't go well. Um, he becomes a reanimated corpse and essentially has a... Uh, an army, right, of zombies at his disposal, which is mm-hmm. interesting. It almost seems to me as if they all have the same sort of uh, mind, right? Because in the very, very end, when you get um, you get the fatal injury of the head, right? So it's getting crushed by Dean Halsey. <laughs> yep. And immediately every single one of those reanimated corpses starts grabbing their head as if they're similarly being yeah. crushed to death. Yeah. So what is that? Is that an extension of his psychic control? It, right? I, that's because what I he, thought. Exactly. Because yeah. he has had it in life, right? So mm-hmm. he had mind control in life and now in death or reanimation, he still has it, but to right. an even greater degree seemingly hmm. because of the fact that he's basically able to turn Dean Halsey on his own daughter to a certain degree. Until, until he kind of figures it until out. Until he figures it out. And then he sort of gains some sort of sentience and he, he goes on a rampage killing all the other reanimated corpses. And then obviously Dr. Hill. Right. So Dr. Hill is the ultimate, uh, he is the villain in this movie. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. a T. Like, it was great. I really love the way the tables turned in this one. And he's such a good villain because he's super creepy, right? So like, he's just like, yeah. Oh, fuck gross. Like, so nasty. Like, especially yeah. after that scene with the groping, I was like, oh, you are just a disgusting little 13-year-old <laughs> boy in a freaking 75-year-old body. Like, I wonder if, disgusting. like, the actor himself, like, couldn't even live it down. Oof. <laughs> well, I wonder if it was actually him doing it. Because oh, like, it was just oh, the no, hacked no, off head. No, 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 no. No, I know that. But obviously oh. his face is associated with the character. Oh. In the movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's him doing it. He's leaning over there at the head. And like, yeah. And she's like, it's she's so like perfect, on the table though. right beside him. That yeah. was so gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that was fantastic. She didn't really do a very good job of trying to escape. She no. easily could have grabbed the head and chucked it across the room. She had a free or, arm. She had a free arm. I'd be punching it in the face. Yeah. You're just being there like, I'm scared. I would throw it just across like, the freaking room. Lady. And then I would start to undo all of the other things that are keeping me tied to the table. Right. Well, I mean, until we're in that same situation, it's hard to say how'd you react. I mean, I severed guess, head beside you. I hate to say it, but I guess we just got to appreciate it for what 
The way he had his head severed was just the best. Like that, like totally, that was the official, like one Herbert West won me over on that one. Just like there was a whole bunch of different things he could have grabbed there. And he just took the regular old shovel, regular old flat, flat scoop and shovel, not a spade, flat edge. Well, he knew that'd be best, right? Put your heel into it. Mm -hmm. It's great. That was so satisfying. It's fantastic. Was there anything else you want to cover besides the ending? Because I have a couple questions about that. Yeah, I don't know. Shoot them off. Let's see. Let's sound here. Well, questions are. first of all, what about that ending? Did you like it? I liked how abruptly it ended and that you didn't see what happens to Meg. I think that was just very clever and just a cool way to end it. Mm-hmm. And they ended with the same... Uh, um, transition sequence and artwork as the intro which was awesome with all these with just the black background and all these uh neon silhouettes of the brain and skulls and bodies and stuff but of course at the end and the eye but of course at the end it's the green vial and it just goes black and then you just see it disappear as dan slow well not that slowly injects meg because of course she gets strangled in the end by a errant arm of a body um or, well, the body itself at the time. And he when rips he it easily off. could have used, he could have karate kicked it out of the freaking elevator. And then he's nice. like, I'm going to go down the hall and around the corner and maybe check a few rooms and see if I can find an axe. I'm going to have a quick latte first and then I'll yeah. be back. Is there a Starbucks around here? <laughs> I'm just going to get a quick matcha and then I'll come back. Or how are you doing? Are you okay, Peg? Hey. Yeah. Brutal. So it was kind brutal. of brutal in that sense. And then he ends up, uh, he. Uh, it's great that they're in a hospital, obviously. So he brings her up to the next floor and then... Lo and behold, they're not able to revive her. Mm. There's like about 15 doctors in the room all standing around. And then they all just file out very, very slowly, very, you know, quietly. And then you see Dan standing there and he just looks and it's like, you think he would have learned his lesson from all the other examples that have gone wrong? Well, here's it. Yet he injects the love of his Mm -hmm. life with this freaking nuclear serum and that's where i honestly think that we get an homage to frankenstein because he is literally reanimating the love of his life that's exactly what frankenstein did too that was his whole goal once uh, i can't remember the name of her his love in the the original story yeah but as soon as she dies and helena bonham carter played her in that (laughs) awesome movie in the 90s but that's essentially that to me right and then we do get reanimator part two with the same guy, which okay. we haven't seen, apparently, according to Brian over at Double Density. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either. Sequels are often bad, and then yeah. with a mo- movie like this, it'd be tough to mm-hmm. really do any better or make it worse in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, just go straight gore and cheese. Well, that's um, just it, though, because a lot of this one, the backbone of this story was H.P. Lovecraft. Right. And once you move on from that, it's kind of like... It's just a stupid eh, thrasher or whatever. I don't even know. If you know. take out H.P. It's just recycling it all over again. Right. The the thing... The, here's an interesting thought at the end. I mean, okay, it's an homage to Frankenstein, but Dan was, like, totally rejecting all of this throughout and at the end he was like i can't believe i got myself involved in this even though there was a few moments where he was like we can save millions of lives or whatever like this is a real thing mm-hmm. why did he have a vial on him you know like he just he took he took herbert west remember herbert west through the bagdom he's like take my notes take my oh, notes as he's right. being strangled by the right. organs of dr hill literally the intestine of dr hill comes to life and strangles because him. he overdoses the body and then the body itself but then it's like the, the, the organs, organs have like a that's weird, though. That's that was just, like, straight, like, sci-fi. Like, there's no explanation of that. And, of course, we don't get an explanation at all or any backstory. We don't get to see 
what this is made out of or anything like that. That would like, be interesting no, to me, a prequel. Mm-hmm, there's no, yeah, exactly. Like go mm-hmm. do Dr. Yeah. See what Dr. Gruber's up to and get, that's actually a really good idea. Mm-hmm. We should write that. <laughs> we don't have time. Anybody else out there, you, you should write that and write send it. it over. We'll, we'll edit it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say on this movie. I really liked it. Oh, I really loved it. I would highly recommend it. Definitely. Uh, any, don't watch it when they went 13 or under. Or, <laughs> I don't know what the age is these it's days. It's not even that bad. Kids are watching Walking Dead. It's true. No, that's way worse than this, if you think yeah. about it, really. Actually, that's very true. Other than... If anything, it's it's less realistic, so... Right. It's just fun. Yeah, it's really just fun. I'm, I, I, I'm just so glad it was an 80s movie, like earier in the week i wasn't quite sure what it was like it was who suggested this again heath heath from um, twitter mm-hmm. right I, I was like oh man like another like i was like i can't do like some really gory thing tonight like i don't want to do it or whatever mm-hmm. later on in the weekend no, i was like awesome oh you know what your mom suggested for the next uh, film friday my mom had a suggestion crazy rich asians oh my god <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, she didn't say it for oh Film my, Friday. Oh she was just saying how it would be a nice light movie that we should watch. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, maybe. I don't know. There's a few higher <laughs> in the queue, I think. Not not to dis... Not to Apparently, your beat. dad didn't fall asleep during it, so... Well, that's, a, that's good. I was like, okay, that's kind of roughly an Andrew Gage, I guess. I'm just... That's not... You know, those aren't my kind of movie. Right? Like, they're just, that's why we do film Fridays. These are our kind of The movies, closest right? I get to that kind of sort of floofy whatever is like the Mindy Project. Yeah, but that's a TV show. It's different. You're not into it for an hour and 45 minutes. Very true. Mm-hmm. Like, you can, you can binge it if you want, but you're not stuck there for like, or you pay the five bucks to rent it and you're like, ah, yeah, watching definitely. it now. <laughs> How did my life go so wrong? How did we, yeah. That's an hour and 45 minutes. Here? I could have been doing something totally different. Oh, man. Well, well, okay, like, I never, you didn't say what your favorite scene was. Oh, I had several. I well, I didn't actually say they're my favorite scenes, but um, two scenes with the cat. The first, the, the makeout scene where <laughs> it's just being tossed haphazardly and they're like, oh my God, Fluffy, come here. Mm-hmm. You're so cuddly. And then <laughs> the scene where um, the corpses reanimate at the same time. And the whole like thing with the Dean, I just thought that was just brilliant, yeah, all perfect. of it. But I feel like probably my favorite, favorite, favorite scene would have to be oh shoot this is tied the very first scene is probably one of my favorite just for the visual and then also when (laughs) hills had his act off i just love the the coming from behind the corpse the headless corpse and then when he actually goes to the hospital and he's got like this fake head like weird like bandaged gauze thing going on and like the security guard again (laughs) doesn't even question it it's like, it's like this weird headless weekend at Bernie's situation or something. And he's like yeah. walking through with the, yeah. And the whole scene with him, like telling his head what to do and everything. I just loved it. Yeah, it was priceless. Yeah. It kind of actually really reminded me of Prometheus. Remember mm. with the, the, um, the guy that ends up, or sorry, not Prometheus. This is alien. Shoot. Which alien is it? Where oh, there's the cyborg right. yeah, that yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. know is a cyborg. That was one of the early ones, like the first or second one. I think that was alien three. The third one. I can't Where he's remember. just sitting there and he's just got all the wires remember sticking out. Remember it's the guy. Exactly. with that like white stuff coming exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah, I remember I that. I loved that movie. Well, we gotta, we'll, we'll cover those pretty soon on But Film that Friday. definitely was reminiscent of it, hey? With like the severed and then you've got like the blood pouring out of the mouth and the definitely. neck and all of it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. I, if you guys haven't watched, I know some of you listen to this just for the heck of it before watching movies. Uh, it's awesome. Um, but uh, here's a thought to leave you off with. Mm-hmm. Um, because... 
yeah, we're left at the end and we're like, what's going to happen to Meg? Like, that's your thought, right? Because that's oh, the God. end. And it's yeah. like, she, he's injecting her and homage to Frankenstein, this and that. There's like 15 reanimated corpses still wreaking <laughs> havoc on the hospital <laughs> at this point. We are left with like, is this the start Chaos. of like this city's downfall? Like, we don't get to see it. You know what I mean? Like, do these things two. just freaking go running? Like, once they're out of the hospital, like, I don't even know, like... I guess a gunshot's going to bring him down based on Herbert West's success. I guess. But, yeah, that's a, that's an issue I don't think the security guard can handle. It's going to be uh, a... That's sticky situation. So I, li- I like it when movies end, end that way, but it's also, it's like, ah, oh, man, what the heck's going to happen? There's a lot left to wrap up. Yeah, but they mm-hmm. leave it in chaos. There's no ending where they're walking into the sunset. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's all a compromise, right? It's basically the whole movie is a progression of Dan's moral degeneration. And then I'm assuming in a Reanimator Part Two, because he's in it. it and if you look at the um, the cover for mm-hmm. Reanimator Part Two, you will see him, and he's got the syringe. So he, is something. it the same actor? Yeah. Ooh, and it was crap. Apparently, according to Brian. Well, I don't know. I, I definitely will take Brian's word for it, but I'll Brian. still watch it. He had this awesome. He said, "From Beyond, we need to cover from Beyond." I don't right. know what that is, but we should look into it. Well, we'll be tagging him now. We shout out to Brian from Double Brian. Brian. So yeah, that's that's about it, that's folks. That, that wraps um, it up. Next week we're going to be looking at Nightbreed. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, make sure you guys uh, check that one out. Definitely. And, yeah, we'll be back on Sunday with a brand new episode. Mm-hmm. And we've got some announcements to make, too, on Sunday. So Yeah, we do. I'm excited about it. And the episode's really, really fun. It's totally different. Like, different than... Well, not so different, but it's definitely different than anything we've done. Oh, it's, I'm having so much fun putting this one together. So, yeah, yeah until Sunday. Yeah, until... Well, before, though, before we leave, um, of course, come follow us on our socials. Of course. Come hit us up on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Into the Portal Podcast. Send us your ideas. You have ideas for movies for for shows. Email us into the mm-hmm. portal mailbox at gmail dot com. We have a list going, so we've we got do. a lot of um, ones coming up. We've got suggestions from a whole bunch of listeners. We've got. Uh, I think Emily suggested one, Matthew suggested one, Brian, we've got Daniel. There's a whole bunch of people that have suggested really cool things and uh, we just want to get to them all and we want to make it never ending. So (laughs) please get us. So again, thank you guys for listening. And thank you again to all of our patrons as well and to our producer, Charlene Ramler. Thank you, Charlene. We love you. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. We do indeed. You're the best. (laughs) And yeah, make sure to hop over and check out those Patreon episodes or at least uh, what we've got going on. They're really sweet. Mm -hmm. Until Sunday, folks.